Hey, Dave here from DC On Screen. If you're following us on Facebook, you might have seen us posting our work that has been sent to fans. This was sent to fans of DC On Screen as part of a promotion. How can you get your own artwork? Simply go over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us good ratings or reviews. Or, you know, bad ones if you just gotta be a dick. And then email us at dconscreen at gmail.com. Tell us who you want us to draw, who you want to draw it, Dave or Jason, and leave us an address. If you like, you can send us pictures of yourself with the drawing after we send it, and uh, we'll post it to our Facebook page where you can tag yourself. This promotion ends March 31st, by the way, so you have to get those reviews in. Jason, do you have anything else to add? It's a little for a lot, Dave. It's a little for a lot. It is a little for a lot. We try so hard. We need your help. We're asking. Our humble offering. Humble. Like pie. (laughs) Anyway, man, settle back, listen to a brand new episode of DC On Screen starting right the hell now. Welcome in to DC On Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hi. And we are recording episode 126 of DC On Screen, where we will be getting super spoilery and reviewing <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow 107 Marooned. So I think this might be the best episode yet. Completely on the other side of you. Are you serious? Yep. Why? Least, least favorite episode so far. <laughs> well, this is quite a conundrum. <laughs> I thought we might have that reaction though. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, the the I loved loved the uh, heat wave Captain Cold stuff. That, yeah, uh, that bromance was excellent. Just excellent. Yeah, and um, I liked seeing part of Rip's backstory. It's just. I, I don't know, man. Maybe I was just in the wrong frame of mind or something, but the episode had... Th- this dialogue was so bad that I couldn't get behind a lot of it. Hmm. Like, I mean... The, I'm the, only talking about parts, mind you. Parts. Because... Yeah. Like, <laughs> let, me get, let me put it this way. When I say didn't enjoy the episode, I, I don't mean I hate the show, man. I mean, it was still a good show, and I enjoyed it. It's just this was not as good as the other episode. Like, they've had better dialogue in most of the, most of the season so far. Hmm. But... I. <sighs> Like one of the first ones that really hit me, and I, I think it may be her fault in general. Um, they get trapped in that little uh, in the airlock area, uh-huh, right? Sure. And uh, you know, you have you have Snart say like, "Well, at least we know the doors work." Um, mm-hmm. Pretend I used a few more syllables so it sounds better. But mm-hmm. and and Sarah comes behind with, "Yeah," like pokes her head up like a fucking puppy dog in a car window. Yeah, too bad we're on the wrong side of them. Mm-hmm. Damn it, lots. Damn it. <laughs> Not acceptable. <laughs> And yeah. I, I, I guess, like, I think from that point on, I was almost, like, on the lookout <laughs> for a bad light. Because even later when, when Rip's telling, uh, at the very end of the episode here, when, when Rip has the understanding with his other um, Time Master about, uh, she doesn't understand why he's doing it, but he he did her a good turn, so she's going to look the other way and all that stuff, and gives him the software. Mm-hmm. And great, great, great. Um, and then I think she says, like, I just I still don't understand why you're doing this. And he just says, like, it's called love. Yeah, Which I know that's, is that's a callback. Okay. It's it's a callback to something that she said in their history, and it's okay, mm-hmm. but it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like better line every day. He it, just say family, just say family, and turn your back and walk away. Mm, maybe I don't know. And it, it um, set me on the wrong. It got me on the wrong like frame of mind though, because when I went back to her speech and she does the like the giant speech about love, I'm thinking, oh my god, blah 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 blah. Yes, y'all were a cute couple. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, 
I don't know. It was. Uh... I'm getting my bitching out of the way early. I just had a few. I had some problems with some of the dialogue this week. This parts of it fell flat as a result. I'm getting my bitching out of the way because there's a lot of the, a lot of this shit that I love that I'd rather talk about. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cute that they did a that they had a software update for the Wave Rider <laughs> that they needed. That that amused me. Yeah. Um, I I liked their well, I I, I kind of wanted them to steal the other ship because kinda... the the exhaust on that ship was blue. <laughs> I feel you there. I do. It was prettier than it was prettier than the Wave Rider. No, the the software update thing. The one the, the thing that it did that I really loved was um, it gave me a good reason for this bottle episode. That's what it amounted to. Because I was wondering, uh, he ends the previous episode with "We're going to the one place he won't expect." Okay, well where? And then we get to this episode, <laughs> and he's in there watching videos of his family. Which, by the way, great job, Arthur Darvel. Um, yeah, man, that is that is a textbook picture of forlorn right there. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. We go back to him now, and he can't figure out why, and it's because he didn't have the software, and that's why they actually go try to help out a, a ship in the middle of the whole thing. Because the whole point of the whole, like, the Star City episode was, we're going to leave you behind. Like, if you if you lose focus and try to save too many things, you can't be too much of a hero here. We're going to, yeah. you can't stop everything. So I was wondering, mm-hmm. when I read the description for this one, okay, why are we doing this now? Mm-hmm. But software update was good enough. That worked for me. Yeah, um... I felt like this was uh, this was the aerial episode. Yeah, yeah. I where like that. Mick Mick finally decides to to really turn on the crew, and I, I dug everything with 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 Mick and Snart. I actually I liked Sarah in this episode. I kind of did. Like I liked how she was like, and they've been playing at the, the Snart and uh, Sarah relationship a little bit. I'm not saying they're going to get down or anything because she still has to fall in love with that chick from the 50s who right. can't be a lesbian or whatever. Because I don't the like 50s. them romantically, but I like them being like a new team since uh, you know Mick might be might be time mm-hmm. to take Mick to the vet. <laughs> Dude, I love <laughs> I love the like the 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 pain on on uh, on Miller's face, man, on Snart's face when he realizes that he has to put Mick down. Yeah. Oh God. And so do you think? Good. Let me go ahead and cut to the chase on this. Do you think he's dead? probably not are you kind of hoping that he just froze him and they're going to take the whole giant block of ice and put it in the fridge till the whole thing's over with oh gosh i didn't think about that but um maybe there's a walk-in freezer somewhere on the ship i might be okay with that i I don't want to lose him i I don't i really don't i I mean i'm okay with it but with the way snart is though i kind of like i want to see him deal with the fact that he killed his best friend i actually kind of want to see that a lot I could see him taking it out on the rest of the team. I would rather see Wentworth Miller dealing with that and how he he portrays that than I would ever hear Mick grumble about not being able to use his gun again. <laughs> that's not to say. I know I, I I can feel you on that. That's fine. That's, like, yeah, that's they not did to say something that, with this. I don't know how many things they can do after this episode that I'm not going to like with what they did with where they left it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying I don't like Dominic Purcell because I like him. I, I I mean shit, man. I watched Dominic back in the days when he was doing uh, John Doe on Fox, another short lived uh, sci fi series. Um, ended long before it should have. Um, yeah, this deep. I mean, and watching watching these cats together makes me want to go back and watch Prison Break. But I remember I remember Dominic Purcell as like uh, Drake, the little uh, the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we what he was. Seen Kid Dracula and Blade Trinity or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't remember that at all. He was Dracula in Blade Trinity. Oh um, God! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That one's been too so, long. No, he's been he's been great. 
so far. I, I I'll miss him. Just, I, I'll miss his character. I, I don't necessarily. I'm not opposed to killing him. I'm not. Um, but it doesn't mm. mean I I won't remember him fondly. Mm. No. Uh, I didn't feel like I I didn't feel like we really needed the Rip Hunter backstory as much as apparently the showrunners did. Like I kind of got it. I was like, I mean, they explained it already. Like, oh, cool. So you were a time master and you had a family because you love them and you broke that rule because you love your family. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I don't need to see how you guys met or whatever. No, I don't and need they to see you guys playing tonsil hockey. That's cool. <laughs> and the fucking dickless time masters that officiate you. Yeah, I, I don't know. All right, I, right. I could have done with less of it. I, I really could have. And the, on the other hand, they did something else with Rip's backstory this episode that they did. Well, quite deftly, frankly, they mm-hmm. everyone who meets him, everyone who meets him from his past that's known Rip Hunter kind of comes in and says like, oh, yeah, the great Brit Hunter, like just just by them saying that, you know how badass he truly was because mm-hmm. both his colleagues and the people he was at one point chasing are like beside themselves that they get to see this guy finally fall. He was apparently that like he had haters. He was so good. Mm hmm. And you know you kind of buy it when he's all the bravado up front when he's act, when he's trying to give uh, Gideon extra code phrases, which by the way all the fucking extra code phases. Yeah. Imperiax, Conjaro. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah, I squealed. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I wrote down in, in all caps, and I was writing with my hands. Imperiax onslaught. Holy shit, uh, Kanjaro. <laughs> like I actually did. Write those down. And all right. the Star Trek references this episode <clears throat> were great as well. I thought you'd like those. I really did. I was like, dude, they're getting kind of deep track on Next Generation. Like, right. okay, like Kendra knows Vash. You just improved her character like a thousand percent for me. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. You know Vash and Captain <laughs> Picard got it on in Next Generation? Okay. All right. I mean, I'll put that aside when I'm watching the scene where you're kissing Ray and thinking, well, that's... You got over that fast. Yeah, you you got over that. And, I mean, I was just afraid for Ray when he was outside and uh, almost died. Now I'm afraid because it looks like you're biting his face off. Right. But anyway. (laughs) Those lips were blue like two seconds ago. Give him a ret. Like, I'm not sure they have that much stretch to him right now. Just let him breathe, damn it. I thought they were going to do mouth to mouth. I I was just, I thought it was going to be that classic stupid scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he wakes up in the middle of the mouth to mouth and all that stuff. I was so happy when they avoided that because yeah, it, ha- it had all the beats leading up, right? Yeah. In case uh, you know we have viewers who are really young and watch a lot of TV, um, that doesn't really happen very often. Like where you you like a girl and you just so happen to need you know mouth to mouth, and that's how you guys magically get together. Like it doesn't really work like that. I don't know. No, and I I think when you wake up from uh like when you wake up from you know your heart having stopped, you're not really in a position to make out with anybody. Like you wake up right. and start coughing and spluttering and whimpering and wondering <laughs> if that is in fact urine that you fill between your legs. Like you're not you're not looking for a make out session, dude. And even if you were gonna get mouth to mouth, more more likely than not, on top of all of that, when you wake up, you're gonna have like a plastic thing going down in your mouth and then that person yeah. who's yeah. got their lips on yours is like some big hairy dude yeah you probably have a hairball just because he was like giving you mouth to mouth <clears> because he's so hairy it's just it's, right. it's, it's a bad situation it's, it's not yeah it's be. not it's not traditionally sexy but i don't know and it's it's one of the things i've seen you've seen so many times you didn't want to see it again i just it, it would have been oh if they had done it i was glad they avoided it yeah because they took me right up to the line and showed me 
showed me what they might do, and I was okay. But you know what would have been actually more interesting than seeing Rip Hunter's background? What's that? Actually seeing Mick and Snart's background. Oh, actually getting to see it? Yeah. I mean, even yeah. even Snart talking about it was amazing. Uh, like, mm-hmm. he's been standing up for me ever since. Just, oh, fucking, you know, right here, right? Yeah. So why are we getting this How I Met Your Mother bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It was... Uh... Everything about their... Everything about the Captain Cold Heatwave stuff was just romantic as all hell. Mm-hmm. Just man love. Wonderful, wonderful, sweet man love. <laughs> wonderful, sweet, platonic, oh. crime-heavy man love. Right, right. Brothers With in a arms. Side of, a side of murder and a dash of mayhem. <laughs> How bad did you feel for Mick, though, when Rip goes off on him? Yeah. That was, that was cold, dude. Like, like, I mean, cold. Mm-hmm. IQ of meat. Shit. <laughs> I wasn't really sure what that meant. It felt right, though, didn't it? It No, it didn't. Because, I mean, you know, I guess, aside from computers, everything on this planet that has a real IQ is meat. <laughs> we just happen to be living meat. I assumed he was talking about the actual flank itself, not, not the overall creature housing meat. Mm. I assumed he was talking about, like, a pork loin. <laughs> you know, he... I, I would have really enjoyed it and laughed really hard, even though it would, have been, it would have been the wrong beat to play. But I would have loved if he would have like followed up. You have the IQ of meat, and then followed it up with, "You are a pork chop, sir." <laughs> <laughs> you have the IQ of meat. What kind of meat? It doesn't fucking matter what kind of meat. Oh, he should. He totally should have asked what kind of meat. This Mick. He totally should have asked what kind of meat. <laughs> Alright, like, you can't what, say it doesn't does matter? matter. So it what responds it like, Porterhouse, I don't care! It's like, what does it matter? Mick goes, I don't know, filet mignon seems kind of smart. <laughs> Sounds classy. <laughs> He's like, not filet mignon. Right, right. Oh. Hot dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I felt bad for Mick, though. That was rough. That was a rough. That's a rough thing to hear. And, and you know, when he betrays him later, you're not you're not exactly surprised. Yeah. I kept I kept hoping it was a deep track play, and even when they come back and him and Snart are talking, I, I kept hoping it was going to be one of those moments like uh, like Hawkeye and Scarlet. Uh, I was about to say Scarlet Johansson, but <laughs> Hawkeye and Black Widow. Let me stick to either actors or aliases. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. You know how, I understand. You know how they have moments of of like you remember that time in blah 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 where we did this maneuver and all that. Right. So they'll bring up a code word. It's an old trick, right? You bring up a code word, and that's a maneuver used. To, I kept hoping it was one of those, just because mm-hmm. I didn't. I just didn't want it to be Mick that goes. I guess it has to be though. I mean, they can't get rid yeah, of Jax maybe. unless Stein's taking on the rest of it. Apparently, though, if you do get rid of Jax, Stein will be fine anyway. But on his lonesome, he he just did he did Space Ranger Stein just fine. Oh yeah, he was good. I thought you meant his Firestorm for a second. Wait, no, what? no, <laughs> he's absolutely useless. That's Firestorm at that point. Um, I mean, he can, yeah. Like if they need radiation sucked out of a part of the engine, I guess he's got your back. But other than that, right. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, Jax understands everything about an engine. Um, just and in because general. of that, just all technology yeah, goes an engine's an engine. Um, right. As they said previously, um, right? Incorrectly, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase I always enjoy is uh, taking your suspension of disbelief to dizzying new heights. Mm-hmm. 
And so they did when Stein, you know, just somehow figured out where the weapon systems were. Okay. <laughs> How did you put it? If I were a weapon system on a spaceship, where would I be? Where would I be? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that one, Riders. <laughs> You're going to um, backstrom your way to the fucking weapon system? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. So when they suck out the pirates out of the uh, the airlock, did you notice the Wilhelm scream? I didn't. Was ah! Uh, was it the first or the second yeah. time? The or second, both? I guess. Second I guess. one? I'll go back and listen yeah. to that. I'll go back and listen, because that's too funny. It's when they all like grab on to the, to the railings, and they suck out all the pirates. Right. Which had to... That, that had to be how they were going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Just had to be... Well, that's fine. It was a cool trick. But, yeah, I'll go back and listen to the Wilhelm scream. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for the most part, Stein was actually fun enough, and there was so little jacks this episode... And uh, I love the the Mick and uh, the Mick and Snart stuff. I think is my favorite episode. I enjoyed a lot of it. There are parts of it that I just parts of it where I, I got on the wrong foot. There would be a line of dialogue mm-hmm. that just got me stumbling, and then by the time I saw the next scene, I would just be I wasn't I wasn't in the right reference for it. I well, I feel like every episode has had that. And for some reason, maybe I was just vulnerable to it. I don't know. Mm. <clears throat> hey, um, it happens. Did you have a reaction though, like when they're getting fired on? I had, they're getting fired on by a fucking ship full of time pirates, which, mm-hmm. granted, sounds awesome, except it's not actually. Mm-hmm. So when Ray's sitting in the chair and they're do, about, they're about to like engage in some stuff, I'm gonna pull engage out just for that, I guess. But Yay. it, I just kept thinking like, Ray, stop smiling, you fucking idiot! You're you're about to die. <laughs> And then later, like 10 minutes later in the show, I had the same, like, Stein, stop smiling, you piece of shit, you're about to die. Like, people are depending on you. Fucking put the grin away. Yeah. It, it does. It seems like they're not taking it quite as seriously as they should be. No, I mean, trust me, for me, that's a playful, that's a playful dig. Don't get me wrong. Because it's, it's just as fun to watch him do that. But it, it's hard for the voice in your head not to go like, dude, take this seriously for half a goddamn second. Mm-hmm. People are trying oh. to die on you. Um, Scott Madison, uh, last week was talking about how he was tired of hearing, uh, snart and the way he, uh, he delivers his lines. The 16 syllable yeah. hellos. Yeah. And, uh, after this week's episode, I actually did just go and look up some, uh, Wentworth Miller interviews and he just, he talks like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> does he? I've never actually looked. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He does. Oh, I'll have to look at that like, now. Like Jay Leno's talking to him. He's like, oh, you're on the show. President break. He's like, yeah, I'm on the show. Like, <laughs> you're doing this for real? That's hilarious. He just has a uh, growl. He, I mean, it's not as it's not as pronounced, but he's not playing a bad guy. So he's just sitting there being very snarty. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I like looked at a couple of clips from Prison Break, and I'm like, this is just this dude. This is just how he says his lines. This is how he talks. That's kind That's of pretty great. Awful and amazing at the same time. That's pretty great. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at that too now. Again, not as pronounced, but it's there. <laughs> I have a favorite line out of the episode. What's that? Um, Head Time Pirate, whatever his name was. Um, I actually remember mm. him from. I I remember him as Leo from Californication, but oh, whatever. I like the guy. I like that actor. Um, he, he's. I okay. usually find him engaging. But isn't it him that that um isn't it him that says tell, tells Mick you look like the kind of guy who would throw his mother out, grandmother out of an airlock? Maybe it probably was him. 
So I forget what he says. Mick says, like, do I look like that something? And he says, like, yeah, you look like the kind of guy who throws his grandmother out of an airlock. Mm. I thought, yep, that's exactly what I would think. Because Mick really is, like, in costume with, with full uh, full gear on and everything. Mick's the kind of person that when you see him coming down a sidewalk, you find a good excuse to get to the other sidewalk. Mm-hmm. He just looks that way. He just he just looks genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know who I, who I was pissed off at the entire episode? Uh, the Acheron's captain. Oh, yeah. She was just a jerk. <laughs> she was. But I found them all to be jerk, jerks, kind of. Like, all of the other Time Masters. Because um, I don't... Yeah. I just wasn't... I, I, it didn't seem like I had a good enough landmark for... No, love is just not something that w- they recognize as a concept in their, their particular subculture. I, mm-hmm. they, they said it. They did the whole back-in-time... Th- 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 I'm not yeah. buying it at all. N- enough that when I saw her, I didn't think that was her viewpoint. I thought, come on, stop being ignorant. Like, y- what do you not get about what he's doing? Do you yeah. not have a family? Do you not, like, have any like any kind of instinct that, that would, uh, like, self-preservation of others that you might care about? Nothing? Like, just nothing. <laughs> Why are you in charge of anything? You're a sociopath. Yeah, she's just, you betrayed the blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. Well, ain't gotta be a bitch about it, man. <laughs> right? I mean... <laughs> made a different life decision yeah i that that's part of the that's that is it's the major thing for me that fell flat this this episode was just that the um i didn't buy the the love is off limits bit that whole yeah. that whole thing now if she had said like you know i was in love too but i gave it up because i felt a higher calling and this was more important that's a different thing. Like that's more of a like they could have written her to be more than a two dimensional character. They could have, yep. but they chose not. That's to. That's a like, very simple line. That's all it would have taken. Or even when they go back to the the time council and uh, one of the are my comment is are they calling themselves a time council? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to call them a time council. Whatever. The dickless wonders the in time the time douches. Um, yeah. <laughs> when even when they're talking, uh, when they're condemning the guy or the one guy that I guess represents several of them. Um, even when he's being condemned by them, it wouldn't have taken much to just say, to to just bring in that kind of line. Just, we've all made choices to be where we are, because they were the right call. Right. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. We've all sacrificed tonsil hockey. Yeah. It was the right thing know. to do. I would have appreciated that line, but hey. Me being me being underwhelmed is um, not a dig. I'm still very much very much overwhelmed on, on, on average with the show. Mm, yeah. Even you know, I know something I particularly liked. You know the hallway fights. There was a couple of hallway fight scenes with some time pirates. Yeah. Um, a couple of things I liked. All right, watching Sarah spin her stick around is always kind of fun. It's just visually interesting. I guess. <laughs> I just it, it only lasts for a couple of seconds, but for a couple of seconds, I'm like, oh, that's always fun to watch, and I move on. Yeah. But uh, Hawk Girl, ruthless, just absolutely, absolutely ruthless. Yeah. Dug that. I always dig that. I kind of wish they'd take her out of that midriff because I don't like. I just don't like that style of shirt. But you know what? I don't ruthless. like. You know, I guess I'm a '90s kid because, uh-huh. like, I hate that like pants go up real, real high now again. Oh yeah, I haven't been digging that. And like they have the That's... midriff, like, oh, well, we gotta have the midriff, but now it's gonna be like you know the first rib, the first rib under the boob. Yeah, it's like one inch under the boobs. It's just not. It's it's weird. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's 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 weird, and I don't get it. I'm yeah. getting old, kids. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, it's back to the 70s and 80s shit. No. I mean, if you're going to, you know, put her in something normal. Right. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. Uh, 
Like the the current sexy is not my idea of sexy just because of of the nineties. Like when I grew up, like I don't know, it's all different now. It all changes. It goes in cycles, different cycles of bad. Just yeah. wear jeans and a t shirt for God's sake. Just make it normal. Just <laughs> she's an attractive lady. Just put her in jeans and a t shirt. It'll work. Just put her in. She'll be fine. <laughs> Um, but the, all right, out of the hallway fighting though, um, midriff aside, I, dude, Ray looked brutal and I was really digging that. Mm-hmm. Like the actual look on his face, it's the first time I've seen not just anger, but visceral me or you, neither one of us is going to like, we're not both going to come out of this. Okay. Kind of anger. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And, and it's especially like the last thing, you, like he has a couple of guys and there's a couple of nice little like brutal kind of, it almost looks like. <laughs> kind of looks like middle of the ring cheap wrestling moves like clothesline kind of stuff but the last mm. guy he just grabs from behind and tosses him down the fucking hallway and I, I yes yes that's what you do with the super suit thank you yep. but yeah I don't I don't recall ever seeing like Ray Palmer's character just have that fucking look in his eye yeah I mean I do I dug it dug it when I don't recall it though not on the show well I mean well I mean I've seen yeah. Brandon Ralph do that but yeah I was just thinking of uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Strikes Again when uh, Palmer fighting the uh, <laughs> the creature in the Petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read Strikes Again. Um, no, Palmer gets mad all the time. Like, Palmer can drop a mic on you. Yeah. But um, I haven't seen Brandon Routh's Ray Palmer do it yet. And gotcha. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Because uh, Ray my... Palmer in the, in the books is often a very angry, like, fucking mm-hmm. beside himself with how dare life do this to me character. Right. And, you know, when your wife turns into an evil villain and tries to kill half the Justice League, that shit will do that. You know, you you have a bad day. Sure. You know, um, yeah, that's one of my favorite bits of uh, Strikes Again is uh, to keep him, to keep Ray Palmer from uh, messing around, mucking around with his plans. Lex Luthor uh, shrinks him down and imprisons him in a Petri dish. So to Ray Palmer, like, he doesn't know, like, how long, like, how much time has passed. And he mm-hmm. doesn't really even remember who he is or, like, how he got there or where he is. But he's just, like, this little naked dude with a beard. And he's got, like, a piece of, like, bone or something or a shard of something on a stick. And, like, there's this, like, endless ocean and he's, like, stuck on this little island. And this big, like, tentacled creature comes barreling towards him and he, like, leaps up at it. And they're, like, it's, like, fighting and it drags him underneath the water and then he comes back out. It turns out he's like in a petri dish, and it was just like a bacteria that he was fighting. Right. It was a neat trick. I liked it. I like the. I, I, I dig the act. I do. I got to do strikes again before I do master race. Huh? I got to do strikes again before I do master race. I got to get around to that at some point. <laughs> yep. So that we can be offended by Frank Miller in a whole new way. I mean, currently, like currently, I was reading back through Kingdom Come, so I, yeah. I, <laughs> I might do Dark Knight Returns next. Mm. Just a refresher course. Alternate futures. I always like the term Elseworld tales. I always like those. Those will work too. I just like the term Elseworld. I do too. I feel like that's one. I feel like it was a mistake for them to get rid of that. And they never have. I mean, really. Not really. That's just what graphic novels are these days. Uh, that's just what their line is now. So every couple of years they reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Rebirth? <laughs> See you soon. All right. Do you have anything else on Legends of Tomorrow, man? I do not. Okay. I do not. When are we getting back? Is it they're they're going on a straight run for a minute, right? Legends, I know they're going to skip yeah. like two weeks somewhere. Let me let me figure out where. Ah, uh, 
Well, they're going to be back on the 10th. That's for sure. So we get them again this week. <laughs> so we get them this week. And everything else is to be announced. So. Uh, now I've got dates on these. Oh, do you? Yeah, 14, 21, 28. Where are you seeing it? that? Um, Epguides. Epguides.com. Oh, Epguides. I'm on the Wikipedia. Gotcha. All right, so what you got is 10, 17, and then that's where we get it. So we got Night of the Hawk. Uh, they're they're going to go to Oregon, and um, <clears throat> we're going to get a little... Well, it's 1950s Oregon, and to as mm-hmm. part of their like camouflage, they're going to decide to throw in like Hawk Girl and Ray Palmer into a relationship in the 50s in some backwards town in Oregon. Guess how that's going to work out? <clears throat> not well. Yeah. Um, well, if they do it right, it will not be well. It will be not well. But some, <laughs> sometimes, they do it the way man, that would work out normally, like, I don't know. They, they did this thing where I don't remember what it was. It felt like it was like, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes they like with the Egypt stuff, uh, Egypt stuff over in, uh, in arrow and flash and, and, and I guess in, in legends, um, that's not what Egyptian people look like. It's just not. So they kind of have not. this weird, like, let's ignore race thing that can work in instances, but when you're going back into the 50s, say, especially no, they were, if I, I think that was, it's part of the episode descriptions that I've okay, heard, uh, I've good, seen on a couple, good. that they are going to explore race relations a little bit on the, they're going to, okay. you know, explore the topic a little bit. Right. That's good. All right. That's good. It'll hey, it'll be something to distract you from the fact that Vandal Savage is going to feature heavily in the episode. Oh, I know. I saw his ass and I went, oh. <laughs> Yeah, Night of the Hawk, What Left Behind. I don't know. Now we got two more episodes before they go on break for what looks like uh, one week. Mm-hmm. And then, um, ooh, that's going to be weird. All right, March 17th, and then March 31st, so we're skipping the 24th, and then mm-hmm. April 14th. So I guess we're going to have like, yeah, they're going to skip an episode, do an episode, skip an episode, do an episode, and then they come back for their uh, the sprint to the finish there. Okay. Well, uh, this episode of Legends of Tomorrow got 2.28 million, so it's been pretty on point for uh, for all the other episodes except for the first episode. They lost about <laughs> a million viewers, and then they stayed steady. So, um, yeah, they're hanging in there. Last they're I heard, last I heard, like the the president of the uh, of the network was talking about, like I mean, he was referencing maybe bringing Vixen in for season two of of Legends, and that was last week. So. Right, I'm guessing they're not they're not thinking that it's it's worth throwing out just yet. No, I mean right now I I I still have it at least an eighty percent chance of getting renewed. It it's not doing any worse than anything else on that network. Yeah, so so I mean we we have gotten to the point in these seasons where now we're having discussions about what's going to make it and where we might what we might be having next year and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Businesses are discussing filthy Luca. Right. Well, I mean, look at the like the average viewership for the rest of CW's canon. Like Flash, Arrow, DC, Legends of Tomorrow. You got mm-hmm. like three point six, two point six, and two point five. Mm-hmm. And then the next tie show is like one point eight, and it starts going down from there. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple of shows that, as far as I know, are still looking at being renewed that aren't hitting the one million mark. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're, I think we might have it again, especially if they can pony up the money. Yeah. Which I'd be okay if they didn't. You know me, man. I don't. I don't care for special effects. I like people hanging around talking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't show me fighting. I'm good. Yeah. Let's do like three episodes of snarting somebody having coffee. I'm okay. Like, yeah, another one of those. <laughs> right. You know the weird part though. I just realized this. Um, if you rank, if you actually sit there and rank the, uh, all right, the 18 to 49 demo. Uh huh. 
you know, where you get your 1.42, 1.02, those, those sorts of ratings. And mm-hmm. then the viewers in the millions, if you rank all of CW's shows, um, or at least where they were, I think it's just where they were this week. But uh, if you rank them that way, they're, they're almost identical. Like, there's almost no change. Mm-hmm. Apparently the, yeah, apparently it just makes no difference. Like the, the viewers they're getting are all the 18 to 49. Yeah. Feels right, though. This isn't exactly like, CW is not, you know, a network for 55-year-old people. Nor is it's it necessarily not. appropriate for a seven-year-old. It's not? Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know. I was still pretty excited, though. I mean, you know, not everything is as perfect as I wanted to be, but we have no right to be watching this. This is... Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, uh, just to be able to complain about the actor playing Vandal Savage is kind of a, is a blessing. It's a wonderful world. <laughs> like, I don't like this guy who plays Vandal <laughs> Savage. Like, 14-year-old no. me who has noticed that everything he loves has died because Batman and Robin wasn't very good is going, You're a dick! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look Spoiled at the rest piece of, of stuff. Shit. Like, the, the CW renewed a show called... I've never I've never watched The 100. I actually hear it's worth my time, but I don't have that time. So but They renewed a show that was getting... It, I think the highest it had was 1.8, and the lowest it had was 1.3 and some change. Mm-hmm. That got another season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're fine on Legends. I don't know why they don't just cancel everything that's not a DC superhero show. <laughs> I, I mean, CW just have to rebrand itself completely. Not really. Just add more DC shows. Like it's already the DC superhero uh, network. They, I know, but they'd feel the need to rebrand and capitalize on that. You just you, no marketing agent in the history of marketing can resist that urge. They're just not built for it. It's not in the wiring. <laughs> the DNA, the, the DNA says capitalize, capitalize, capitalize. Right. Like you can give us, like I just said, you can give us superhero shows with no one fights. Just do it. <laughs> we are getting that. We're getting powerless. Maybe. Oh yeah. Fun and on time. that joyful note, I think we'll we'll zip out of here. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, we're, I think we're coming back with a news episode on Monday, which you guys will probably get it around Tuesday. Um, so. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. Thank you to everyone who listens and everyone who uh, writes in to us. We do appreciate it. We enjoy talking to you guys a lot. Yes! Um. <laughs> Still working on a ton of drawings. Have patience. Yes, we are. We are working on a bunch of drawings. They're racking up. So, uh, And you can see all those pictures on uh, on Facebook as we get them posted. Uh, well, drawn and posted. Uh so uh yeah we are part of the giant size team up network giant size team uh, our sister show marvel cinematic universe podcast self-explanatory matt carroll jeff randall group matt carroll great guy go over there and check out his shit man mcucast.com uh we will see you guys later on in the week until then keep some dc on y'all screen